And now, a dramatic reenactment of Stacy's Nights. Introducing Kate Axlute as Stacy and Greg Axlute as Kevin Costner. Good thing I have on my big glasses so I can see all the sweet cheddar I've won playing blackjack. 500? That's birdseed. I want prime rib. But, but, I want to be a lawyer. Tough shit. Give me those glasses. We're going in. We won $20,000! Yay! I've died dramatically. Being thrown from a bridge by those casino toughs. Not today, Satan. Good thing I brought my best mustache, my hat, and these unemployed card sharks anxious to share their winnings. Stacy and crew won a half a million of the casino's dollars and were never heard from again. One guy. One gal. One actor. And one year. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Kevin Costner Project. Okay. And we're back. Are you ready, Greg, to record our podcast? I didn't I didn't hear you uh Well we can record. cut all this out. It's no big deal. What are we saying? Well, we're starting. So we can check off this. All right. Well, welcome back, everybody, to episode four of the Kevin Costner Project. My name is Kate, and with me, as always, is the handsome and charming Greg. Why, thank you <laughs> for the sweet introduction of myself. And... It was, of course, an important week. We had our second anniversary. Yep. What else special did we do? Well, we're here together again with our favorite person, Kevin Costner. Of course, and... Well, I mean, we're not with him, but we're celebrating him yet again. In spirit, we're with him. I'm sure he's listening every week. Absolutely. I'm confident. Okay, well, we do want to start with a small announcement. We have been messing with our RSS feed and getting the podcast up onto various places where you can listen. But we found out this week in attempting to upload to Pandora and Stitcher that Stitcher has been taken over by SiriusXM, which apparently Pandora may be part of that family too or something. So Stitcher is out of business. We can't broadcast on Stitcher or distribute on Stitcher anymore. And Pandora wants us to subscribe and pay to distribute. And since we're doing this for free anyway, we've already spent a lot of money on this project. We have just concluded that right now it's not worth it for us to spend money to distribute when we can do it for free via Amazon and Spotify. Maybe in the future we might go back to Pandora, but for now, you're going to have to listen to us elsewhere. Yeah. And both of us have colds this week. We're kind of coming out the downward slide, coming out of the colds, but we're both 
Our voices are not where they should be. You so. might hear the nasalness of Yeah. <laughs> I think I sound cute when I have a stuffy nose. I sound better than I did yesterday. Okay, so with that behind us, Greg, what is our movie this week? It's Stacy's Nights, and we did a dramatic reenactment to start off this podcast. Why did we do that? Eh, because we couldn't find good audio uh, from the movie to do it so we had fun doing a dramatic reenactment instead yeah and i think it came out great i think so too. i'm pleased yeah so we typically will go on online and try to find audio clips as you've heard if you're a regular listener of our podcast and ac's nights there's a a few youtube videos that are like reviews kind of like what we're doing but there's no actual audio of the movie so You're stuck with our reenactment, and I thought it was a good one. I thought it was good, too. So, uh, first off, let us say about Stacey's Nights that this is Kevin's first starring role. He is in this movie for, what, three quarters of this movie? I believe so. I mean, this movie is 40 years old. It came out in 1983. Spoiler alert, he does not make it to the end of the movie. Let's give everybody a few of the details about the movie. So as I mentioned, it came out in 1983. And Greg, how long is this movie and what is it rated? It is rated PG and it runs for an hour and 40 minutes. And I think PG, even by today's standards, is a fair rating. Yes, I believe so. There was nothing super duper violent. There wasn't a lot of sexual content and I don't remember a lot of strong language in it. No, yeah. I think that's fair. I think we're okay. Um, Kevin plays the role of Will Bonner. Last week we talked about the three movies he was in, two of which he didn't even have a really accredited role. I think he was Man and Alley and Frat Boy Number One. Now he actually has a credited role. There was nobody else in this movie. I don't think that became famous or did anything like his co-star is Andra Millian. But when we clicked on her name, really nothing came up. However, we did make one interesting discovery. So while I was on the Google page for this, I noticed that the name of the director, which is Jim Wilson, was clickable. And I thought, oh, well, Jim Wilson, he must be somebody that maybe we should have heard of. I don't know. Right. The name didn't really mean anything to me. So Never I clicked heard of on him it. myself. Yeah, me neither. So I clicked on it. So it turns out that Jim Wilson, although he was the director of Stacy's Nights, he is a big time producer. And he and Kevin Costner were friends for the better part of 30 years after this movie came out. So he kind of gave Kevin his first starring role. And Jim Wilson went on to most famously produce Dances with Wolves, for which he actually won the Academy Award. He also produced Wyatt Earp. I think he produced one other big-time Kevin Costner movie. Let me see. Oh, The Postman. And Message in a Bottle, was that? Yep. Yeah, so they did a lot of projects together. And then in 2021, Kevin filed a $15 million lawsuit against Jim Wilson. I read the article about this that was in The Hollywood Reporter. Truthfully, I didn't really understand what exactly the problem was. Oh, he produced The Bodyguard, too. Anyway, I don't really understand what happened. But anyway, their partnership broke up professionally. 
I would assume that if someone sued me for $15 million, our personal relationship would also probably... Yeah, yeah, same here. Basically be over. Yep. And so, anyway, um, I just thought that was very interesting. So that's a little Stacy's Nights trivia. So let's talk about Stacy's Nights a little bit, and then we will wrap her up. Sounds good, Kate. Do you want to give everyone an overview in case they did not figure it out from our reenactment? What was Stacy's Nights about? Basically, Robin Casino money. Indeed. So Stacy is... By playing blackjack. Yeah. Stacy is a mousy, brunette, law school wannabe student. Law school student wannabe? I don't know what how yeah. you say it. Anyway... She wears big glasses, so you can tell she's forgettable. I wear big glasses. I hope I'm not forgettable. No, you're not (laughs) forgettable. But mine are sparkly, and hers were kind of boring. Oh, yes, absolutely, absolutely. So she meanders from California to Reno for reasons unknown, goes to this casino, sits down. She has never played blackjack before. She doesn't really understand what she's supposed to be doing in terms of placing a bet or how to win the game. But she plays a couple of hands on the house minimum and discovers she's won like 500 bucks. Now, additionally, for reasons we're not clear on, Kevin Costner is standing around watching this whole thing. And for whatever reason, he has a bit of a bone to pick with this casino. Do we ever know why that is? I don't think so. I don't think it was ever really revealed. I think he had a gambling problem in the movie, supposedly, and or whatever, yeah. Yeah, I, I have no idea. Anyway, he decides that this is the one he's been waiting for to take down the casino. He pulls her aside to try to convince her that they need to go into cahoots to basically he knows everything there is to know about blackjack why he can't play himself right and that's when uh, when he says oh that 500 is just bird seed yeah like give me some filet mignon or something right she's like no thank you i want to be a lawyer i am going back to california and she gets back in the car drives to california to the loving arms of her drama teacher who Jean. I frankly thought was her mom for about the first three quarters of this movie. I didn't know it was her drama teacher. Apparently, Kate didn't pick up on the fact that Jean had to call back to say she wasn't going to be in to teach her class. But besides the point, (laughs) yes. I think in discussing this, we discovered you picked up on a lot more details. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I was paying more close attention somehow i don't know like i didn't even know anyone's names really the only reason i know stacy's name is because the movie's called stacy's nights yeah hard to not forget that. Yeah. yeah but i just basically saw kevin costner as kevin costner i didn't know his name until we looked it up on the google uh, absolutely i didn't even pick <laughs> up on his name So anyway, for whatever reason, this law school student has a drama teacher. I am not clear on why that is, but said drama teacher is furious that said law school student doesn't want to go to Reno and make millions at the hands of a man she's never met before. And then convinces her to hop back in the car and go back there together, even though she has 
classes she's supposed to be teaching, Jean just decides, okay, I'm going with yeah. Stacy <laughs> the Reno to gamble more. And they managed to find Kevin, even though he seems to be living in a stone shack in the middle of the desert or something with some random guy. Yeah. I'm not even sure if that was where he... Oh, yeah, that that is where he was living or something. And It was like his grandpa's shack or... Something, I don't know something, what the heck. Something weird, but then all of them ended up shacking up in, like, his uncle's cabin or something. I, we we can't even figure out exactly where that was in relation to Reno. Yeah. Anyhow, like, they decide to... Stacy decides to go in under Kevin's tutelage. And there are some charts involved, which, you know, me and numbers, forget about it. I don't think even if I was good at math, I would have understood what was going on. But maybe I would have. I don't know. I think they were calculating percentages or something. But then when they get to the casino to start putting all this into practice, you know, there are these guys watching to see like who's winning and what are they up to and are they cheating? And they say that she is not counting the card. Right. I I think that somehow this formula or whatever just makes it look like they're acting fairly normal or she has some kind of natural ability i don't i don't know i think that there are signals that kevin costner is giving her while she's playing a little bit i think there were some winks or nods or something but that probably wasn't getting picked up like he somehow knew when the casino was cheating because he would tell gene like get her out of there or something because he knew the casino was trying to cheat but she wasn't cheating, is the, is what I remember them saying. So anyway, the guy that owns the casino goes down to watch her play. In a turn of events that I really don't understand, he offers to fly them all, including Jean, the drama teacher, who has no apparent talent or skills about any of this stuff, to Las Vegas to... Yep. To one of, one of his other casinos. To play cards there and win all his money? Like, what is that? I didn't understand why that was. Maybe it was just to try and keep an eye on them. To I think it was something to do with he was still trying to figure out how it was that she was doing it. Maybe they had better ways of detecting it in the Vegas casino or something. So we thought maybe that was a better place. It was confusing to me. I'm not clear on that. I don't know about you, but I have no interest in watching this again to figure it out. No. So. Sorry, Kevin. Sorry. I know it was a, a nice big role for you, but uh, it, yeah. So then they win a pile of cash. They go back to Reno. The casino guy is understandably pissed off. However, Stacy and Kevin are living the good life. Uh, Kevin introduced Stacy oh, to yes, this other guru. guy. Yeah, to the guru yes yes there's a blackjack guru that kevin knows and he takes her over there the guru spends like five minutes with her they're talking they play a couple rounds of cards and he tells kevin leave her here and come back tomorrow or something right because they have to really get into it because he apparently realizes stacy has a knack for this and he really wants to teach her Now, I can't help but note that this came out after Star Wars, and it had kind of a use the force Obi-Wan Kenobi vibe to it. Yes, I did catch that a little bit. Like, there was some mystical force that would 
allow you to win at blackjack like 98% of the time or something, no matter what you did. I did not catch up, catch on how that worked at all. So, okay, so then she learns everything she can learn from this guy. They roll back to the casino. They win a pile of cash, even more cash than they have been winning. Drawing the ire of said casino owner again. And then they go fishing at Reno's infamous stream. Right, exactly. And this is where Kevin goes off to... Didn't they have a little tiff about law school or something? They had a little bit of a tiff, I guess. Yeah, you're correct, Kate. And, And then Kevin goes off to go fish near a bridge. But as in our dramatic reenactment, these casino toughs came and Kevin couldn't get away and they... Threw him off the bridge and he died. If the fall hadn't killed him and the harsh beating he suffered, Stacy attempting to drag him out of the river face first certainly would have oh. finished the job. Um, yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> it was uncomfortable to watch. Ugh. Now, granted, you know, Kevin is a full-grown man. I don't know wh- how tall he is or anything, and this lady was probably, you know... Five two, a hundred pounds soaking yeah. wet. So it was not an easy job, but she really mauled the hell out of him. Yeah, and uh, needless to say, he didn't make it. So now she's hell bent on revenge. The heck with law school. We're going in, but she thinks she can't do it alone. So she begins kind of interviewing some dudes to help her with the help from Jean, yes. the drama teacher. <laughs> This is Jean's big moment. Yeah, exactly. I guess so. (laughs) Drama teaching wasn't all it was cracked up to be, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) She gets like some dude that looks like a cowboy. She gets like a token black guy. She gets... I don't know. Wasn't there just like some kind of... There were a few different guys. Yeah. I I think it was... uh, It was all men, right? I think... Must have been, because it's called Stacy's Nights. I think it might have been all men. And it's Nights with a K, by the way. Right. And then she disguises herself in a hat and mustache. And they roll into the casino, and they play the hell out of that thing. And these dipsticks that are running the video surveillance system, all of a sudden, after, like, Two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, when Stacy in her disguise was actually playing, after a number of the guys had already wiped them out for a big chunk of money, then Stacy sits down in her disguise, and after a little bit, finally these guys that are viewing the feed are like, "Wait a minute, that's that's what's her name?" Yeah, but they call her the mouse. Right. That's the mouse. I do remember that detail. Right. But it then still took them. For, but they still let her play. They, it took them forever to like start trying to go after her. But she catches on to that and she escapes with all the cash. They were able to cash in all the chips, <laughs> get all the money, jump into the car and drive off into the sunset. <laughs> Presumably to become a lawyer. I don't know. What yeah, we, we don't know. It, it, it ends there. Greg. I hate to say this, but I think Kevin has made a bad movie. Oh, Kevin. We could excuse the first four 
Actually, I mean, Night Shift wasn't terrible, and Francis wasn't terrible. It's just that he wasn't in them. We could sort of forgive the other ones because he wasn't in them that much. Yeah, okay. Um, I'll, I'll grant him that. But I don't think we can forgive Stacy's Knights entirely because he was the male star of this thing. Right. I'm wondering if it was the directing of this that he wasn't given good direction on how to do it, but... It seemed to me Kevin sort of lost some of his acting skills that we saw in... Don't even say you're going to say what I think you're going to say because I I can't... You can't say Sizzle Beach. Yeah. No. He did not act better in Sizzle Beach. I believe he did. In that little snippet, I think he had more affect. I think he had... It was better stated. Maybe it was just his character, but... In this movie, Stacy's Knights, it seemed forced. Like, well, like he wasn't. Unless that was like how the director wanted him to sound. Would they have had a thirty-year friendship or a forty-year friendship? I don't know. I want to yeah. know how that. This is my question for this movie: Is how did you come to be in this guy's movie? Which this movie was not good. I don't even think 1983 Kate would have thought this was a good movie. And yet you were friends with this guy for 40 years. I mean, this, to give you an idea, this movie got a 21% in Rotten Tomatoes and only 4.6 in IMDb. The Rotten Tomatoes score is second only to Sizzle Beach. That's the second lowest rated film that we... I've seen. I've been somewhat debating my rating myself between giving it a one and a two. Okay. Um, All right. What will be your reasoning for one? What will be reasoning for two? I've been trying to think back over the movies that we have seen that we felt like we could sort of rate. Like Sizzle Beach was a 0.5. I don't have any disagreement with that. Chasing Dreams... If I was going to rate that, at least he had a a somewhat named role in that. His name was Ed. He was the brother. Yes, he wasn't in it for very long. But if I'm going to be generous and rate it, I would probably give it a two. Okay. There were parts of it that were fairly heartwarming. There were a few parts that were kind of comical, but overall it was a bit of a mess. I don't think we can rate the next two. He just wasn't in them. And then we come to this, which... In our discussions of this, I've clearly missed large parts of the plot. So I feel like in that way, I should give it a one. But then at the same time, I don't think his acting was all that bad. Unlike you, I think it was. It's got to be daunting to carry a movie for the first time. I I suppose you're right. Okay. And I don't think it was terrible. I just think the material wasn't good. That could be, that could be. But then, what am I rating, the material or him? Well, I think you have to rate it overall. I mean, yes, we're sort of rating Kevin Costner because we're rating his movies. But in movies where he's in there a lot, we have to rate him and the movie. It's hard. I, I think I probably will settle on a one. I thought this movie was pretty boring. It was probably like a precursor to Ocean's 12, maybe, where they're... Oh, I never thought of that. Yeah, maybe that's... It's a precursor to that, sort or of. Or Ocean's yeah. 11. I can't remember what number it was. Uh, well, the, the Whatever. both, yeah. Yeah, but... maybe that's 
I don't know. I just was bored. A few times I picked up my phone. That's probably why I don't remember some stuff. And I think you may have walked in the kitchen and let the movie run a couple times. Yeah, I was baking cookies while we were watching this. One, one and a half. I don't know. I guess one. I'm going to give it a one. I, I didn't like it. Okay. Well. I hate myself. I want to give it a better score because it's his first shot i think he worked hard at it clearly good things happened for him because he and this jim wilson became kind of a dynamo but this was not a good movie yeah um and i don't really know about a lot about uh, jim wilson but i'm getting to think that maybe this was sort of in the beginning of his producing career and maybe Maybe uh, he realized after this he wasn't director material and he turned to producing. Maybe. Maybe that was it. Kevin Costner saw something in him and that's why they formed the relationship. But, yeah, I I guess part of it for me is that I didn't really like Kevin Costner's character. Okay. Why do you think that was? I don't know. Just, I guess maybe you weren't supposed to really like his character a lot that he was sort of a scoundrel a little bit that he was just trying to pull something with the casinos and stuff but do you think if his motivation had been more clear i don't know why he was so pissed at this casino to right, this you don't, day you don't do you know why or no. do you think that would have helped you i think it may have helped if if we'd been given some background on exactly what he had gone through to lead him up to that maybe it would have made a little more sense but they seem to have cut that out maybe they had left it out they had they cut stuff to make it a certain length but i think that they could have i don't know it felt to me like kevin costner's role didn't like he wasn't doing his lines very good or something like that but maybe it was the lines that he was given by the director or maybe it's just his youngness with acting that he was still not as personal not as like with it i i don't really know how to state it exactly i mean like six years later he's gonna be a top-notch actor right so this was like his first big role to play around with and i think that he probably went more with what the director was saying than trying to add his own twist to it a little bit, his own personality, so to speak. And maybe that's just because of how young he was in acting. Maybe Jean is his acting teacher in real life and he was nervous with her there observing his every move. Hey, we don't know. Hey, if anybody else knows... (laughs) <laughs> let let us know. I've uncovered the Jim Wilson connection. It's time for somebody else to yeah. do the dirty work on Gene. There you go. But as far as my rating goes on this, I want to give it something. But maybe it was funny back then. They also had no chemistry. Him and Stacy. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they kissed, but I mean, there, there was nothing. No, I didn't feel like other movies that he's been in. I felt like Field of Dreams is not about like the romance with his wife, but you feel like the warmth between them. Right. But this, I felt nothing between them. 
Yeah. I agree on that. I think if they were to make the movie better, they should have played up better closeness between Kevin and... Sorry, Will as Kevin's name in the movie. But I guess they didn't want to play it up too much since Kevin Costner's character dies. I don't but know. basically it kind of left it feeling like she was just a pawn in his game more than... Right. And and then she became sort of that other guy's pawn that taught her by the force. <laughs> um, there were a lot of disjointed things. Like you don't fully understand the background of Kevin Costner's character, which I think really would have helped because it sort of is alluded to, but... You're like, okay, what happened there? I wish we knew where she went in California so we could calculate, like, how far is Reno from, say, San Francisco or from Los Angeles that she could just drive out there, drive back, then drive back again. Like, right. it's just silly. I mean, they do indicate it was like four hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it's still, it's not like they say exactly where they were. Well, I have to, after all this talk, I have to give this thing a rating. to give it some stars, Greg. Uh, I guess I don't want to be as cruel as you were, Kate. I think I have to give it a two. Just because I feel like Kevin really got his true start with this. These other movies... But you said he was terrible! I know, I know. But what I'm trying to say is that even though he may not have played it well... It must have made some type of impact. Stacey's Night seems to have been his boost because he was in the movie for quite a bit of it. That it had to have meant something to somebody besides Jim Wilson to really make people look at him. Maybe it's his look. Yeah, it could be. I mean, he's like a very solid looking American guy. Yep. Which didn't hurt. I mean, certainly, especially in things like The Untouchables, that's what they need. If you're going to be an FBI agent, you need a solid-looking American male. Right. and Maybe it's his look. I don't know. Yeah, I I think as much as Sizzle Beach got him started, I think this one is Stacey's Nights, even though it may not have been a great role and a great movie, it put him a little more on the map. People started looking at him more for roles because of this. There was Maybe. something to look at. There's something to look at. I'm, I'm not sure what it was about his role in this that did that, but I believe it's got to be what's going on, what happened. Maybe Kevin Costner can allude to us what happened there. I mean, does he feel that that was his real start and he just prospered because of of the movie there is one line that we had to cut out of the audio clip from sizzle beach that i felt like he delivered properly dramatically when she says like you're closed and what's your boss gonna say and he says oh i don't think he'll mind i'm gonna insert that here then mccoy how'd you like to go riding with me well what's your boss gonna say well i don't think uh he'll mind because i feel like that actually showed some natural acting talent. I don't think he was terrible in this. If I had to rate his acting in this, I'd probably give him a two or a three, but the movie I didn't think was very good, so I'm giving the movie a one. Right. I think he had potential, and I think he had the look, and I think that 
this gave him the visibility he needed to continue to grow his career. Yeah, I think for some reason that role in Sizzle Beach, he felt more comfortable. I think this role in Stacy's Nights, I'm not sure he was fully comfortable. As I said before, maybe he was just more going with what the director uh, was saying instead of sort of putting his own twist to it, so to speak. Well, maybe being the leading man in this, he felt a lot more pressure to deliver. And he knew in Sizzle Beach, like, this is just silliness. And who really cares if I maybe that's it. get yeah. it right? I'm in it for five minutes. I don't know. I think I would feel an immense amount of pressure with, with a part this big versus what we saw yeah. earlier. You can listen to what we had to say here. I believe there are interviews with him where he talks about his role in Stacy's Nights. So so overall, a two from Greg, a one from me. Hopefully it's going to improve as we go by. What's up next, Greg? Oh, table for five, Kate. That's the next one table for... Table for five? You think he has a good role in that one? I have no clue. Never heard of it until we started doing this podcast about Kevin Costner. So I have no preconceived notion about it. Okay. Well, we're going to do table for five. And if it's a short little nothing in terms of his role, we might add in some extra stuff for next week. We'll see what we see when we see it. Right. Or we might uh, combine it with the next one, Testament. We don't know much about either one and so until next week thanks for tuning in please remember you can always get in touch with us via our facebook group or our email address october 10 productions that's the number 10 at gmail.com we would love to hear from you bye for now bye the kevin costner project is produced by october 10 productions Our theme music is Happy Acoustic Guitar Background Music by Music Unlimited via Pixabay.com. Audio clips included under fair use policies in our best accordance with U.S. copyright law. You can find us online at thekevincostnerproject.com or by searching Facebook, Instagram, Twitter X, or TikTok for The Kevin Costner Project. This podcast is not endorsed by Kevin Costner or his agents yet.